All right, this is take two. Um, take two, like not for this episode, but for like the YouTube part in general. But yeah, first of all, I guess let's start. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Come and Take Your Podcast, uh, your podcast, your mama's podcast, and everybody's mama's podcast. I don't know why I feel the necessity to include everybody's mom. Uh, I think mine should be enough. But enough with the stupid jokes. Uh, let's keep going. Um, how's everybody doing? Hope everybody's doing okay. Hopefully, hopefully, praying to all the gods out there. And the Lord Jesus uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> stupid jokes. Um, that um, this video actually comes out well. And hopefully you guys can hear me. I'm trying to... I'm I'm pretty stupid when it comes to technology, so I'm trying something different. I'm actually using the mic from the actual camera for the recording of the video, and then I'm using my regular mic, which I have down here, for the audio version of SoundCloud, Google Play, and um, Google Play and Apple Podcast. So, if you don't know where to find me, you can hit me up on. Um, Instagram and Twitter. Instagram handle is Christian Putalias, C R I S T I A N P U T A L L A Z, and then uh, Twitter Chris Putalias, which is C R I S, and then the last name P U T A L L A Z. Um, so those are formalities, I guess. Um, you can also find me nowhere else. That's all I got, um, unless you want to find me on Facebook, which is. I guess if you want. Um, but yeah, there's a lot to talk about, like I say in every episode. But I got a bunch of stuff that I wanted to talk about today. Um, I took this little camera out with me yesterday um, and I recorded some stuff. Um, I was also on um, on my Instagram stories, if you were able to catch those. I was all over the place on those too. So, you know, hopefully next time I, you know, the next time I get to go to the, another game and stuff like that. Um, I'll probably, I don't know if I take my camera again, I'm pretty stupid with the camera, but I'll probably, I will for sure do like Instagram stories and stuff like that. Um, but I don't know, maybe if, if I can figure out how to do camera stuff, we'll do camera stuff. The The good thing about the camera stuff that I was able to go into the locker room, which I'll share later a little bit more, but I was able to record some bits and pieces of like players talking and also I was able to go into the press conference where the coach Tab Ramos gave his thoughts about the game and I was able to use the camera as well for those things. Um, but as for now, you know, we're just going to keep using Instagram stories because it's a lot easier to record on my phone. Um, and, but yeah, let's just uh, go ahead and get started. I have, like I said, a couple things. The first thing I wanted to talk about was um, basically uh, about my day. Um, I know that a lot of you people followed, not you people, but you people uh, followed uh, my Instagram stories where I basically put a whole bunch of stuff on there like every five minutes um i literally started from me waking up with my kids jumping on top of me on my bed uh well obviously i wasn't gonna put getting them dressed and all that stuff but you know me dropping them off on my parents house you know that thank them they gladly uh took care of them for a little while while my wife was at work and i was doing my thing over there i had a, a day off a dad day off that day so they were gracious enough to take care of them for a little while and uh yeah the whole car ride like the whole everything you guys saw um but one of the first things i did i got there like three two three hours before the game started so you know i just wanted to 
take my little camera out and just kind of record, you know, some stuff about, around the stadium, some of the pre-match festivities and stuff like that. And uh, first thing I did was go up to to go look at some uh, the murals and all the graffiti that it is around the stadium. Um, I grew up loving art. Well, you know, loving art. I was a I was always in art class and always like writing stuff. And I thought I would I could graffiti, so I would like graffiti in there. I can't graffiti, um, but I had really good friends in in in, in middle school and, and some in high school. Not really, but mostly in my middle school years, where where I had uh, a couple of friends that kind of did some graffiti or actually did some art. Shout out to Mario. I don't know if you will ever see this or hear this, but um. Um, Mario was a friend of mine in 7th, 8th grade, and he actually does graffiti and painting. He's a really good artist. Um, so, you know, it, I was always attracted to, like, the art stuff. So I was, I went out, and I started looking to all the mirrors. I got a bunch of pictures on my phone that I'm going to be posting on Instagram um, later on the week to promote the show and stuff. Um, but I guess two murals that come eye, or not two murals, but two artists that I know of for sure, about some years that I saw is um, a Miss, I don't know if I should call her Miss, but is Anat Ronan. You can find her at Anat Ronan1971 on Instagram. She's the one that did the whole Hold It Down mural with uh, with the four players on there. Man, I'm blanking out on the Dash players right now. I know Rachel Rachel Dali or Dali is one of them. I can't think of the goalie um, right now, and I'm sorry. I'm not, I don't know if I should look it up. But the other two were uh, Darwin Quinteros. And um and Christian Ramirez, um, so uh, yeah, those were the two the two the two players of the of the Houston Dynamo that were featured on that mural, and then the other ones, like I said, were Rachel Dali, Dali, which I don't know if my wife will ever see this, but if any of her friends see this, it goes with all due respect. But I think Rachel is is uh beautiful it's a beautiful lady um so if you see this rachel i think you're beautiful but i am married and have kids and all that stuff so obviously i don't think you know we'll just leave it there right there and if my wife is watching this you are the most beautiful girl in the world um let me just see if i can find this the goalie's name man i think i'm gonna blank out on that one um let me see well i'm just gonna keep going and then I'll look it up, see if I can do two things at the same time. Um, I'm pretty stupid when it comes to multitasking. But, um, let's see, Houston Dash. Houston Dash, roster. I used to always say rooster instead of roster, but it is what it is. Jane Campbell. Jane Campbell is the other player that is um, featured on this giant mural and stuff like that. So, yeah, if you want to check it out. Uh, like I said, Instagram stories are there, and then also Instagram or my uh, I'm posting pictures later on. But Anat Ronan, A N A T R O N E N 1971, um, on Instagram. Check her out. And then the other one that I saw that is he's like a Houston guy, um, that he does like a bunch of like uh, pop art, but not really. Uh, he has like his own little style on it. Is Donkey Boy. So if you want to check him out, Donkey Boy, shout out to you. Uh, really good stuff. He's always like doing murals and paintings for like different. For like he's done like Shipley Donuts and like a bunch of other stuff, I believe. Hopefully, I'm not confusing him. But he did like the new Nymphas one, which is pretty cool. That has like all the Houston uh, like celebrities and stuff. 
Um, he's always working with his mom, Dunky mom. So they do pretty good work, and you know, I just wanted to throw that out there. So after checking out murals, taking pictures, and stuff like that, um, I wanted to stop by, and I wanted to get to all known for supporter groups um, just to check it out. Uh, I'm a really awkward person when it comes to like socializing, so it's kind of weird for me to just like you know pull up and just be like, "Hey, how's it going?" Because I'm no like media guy. Um, so like, I don't even know what to ask. Like, it's super awkward. Like, you know, but, uh, I was able to get to the rodeo goes. I was actually going to stop by King's court first. And then I saw on Twitter that there was some, something happening between El Batazón and King's court management. Um, you know, if y'all don't know, go look it up. I'm gonna leave it up to that. But, uh, the whole point is that they were not congregating there anymore. And, uh, they ended up congregating with the surge I rodeo goat. So, um, you know, after walking around, looking at paintings, looking at murals, saw the big old mural about uh, that El Batachon, I guess, dedicated to Memo. That was a pretty mural too, or pretty badass mural. Um, and then, um, yeah, showed up to rodeo goat. Uh, was able to go in there. Uh, talked to a few Dynamo guys. Uh, Dynamo guys. Uh, El Batachon guys. They were uh, just chilling there. Uh, you know, just say what's up and stuff like that. And then um, I was able to go into like where the surge, most of the surge people were at, which like they were like on a deck, uh, like a little deck on the side and stuff. Um, I was able to, you know, meet some of the, some of the guys. Uh, honestly, I don't know his name, but he has some like really cool, um, like baseball glasses, like super like colorful. You know, it's purple one and turn green depending on how the sun hits them. Very very nice guy. He like. First, you know, as I walk up the stairs, uh, he was, you know, he came up to me. He was like, what's up, man? Da, da, da. Pretty cool guy. You know, very, very inviting uh, vibe, um, to say the least. Um, very cool people. You know, they were there with their flags and stuff like that. And I saw a face that I recognized, which was Sean uh, Ringrose, if I'm not saying that. Yeah, Ringrose, uh, which is half of Generation Orange. He does Generation Orange with Mark, I believe, uh, Mark Segovia, I think is your name, uh, you go by Chess Segovia on, on, on the, on the internet, um, I wonder if he's Argentinian, I don't know, I should probably ask him, because of the Che part, you know, I don't know, I'm Argentinian, so most people that see me, they call me Che or Boludo, so, I don't know, maybe, um, but probably I'll get to meet him sometime, but yeah, I talked to Sean, he, uh, you know, very nice guy. Check the, their show out, Generation Orange. They're on um, on all the social medias and stuff like that. And also on YouTube, they do a really nice, uh, nice uh, show. Also about the Dynamo. Um, talked to him for like about 15, 20 minutes. Very cool guy. Very, um, well, I actually talked to him on Twitter before I was able to talk to him in person, which is kind of cool. Sometimes it's hard, or not hard, but not a lot of times you actually get to talk to somebody online and then in person so it was really cool to get to meet him in person and you know chit chat and stuff like that very nice guy he said you know if i had any questions to let him know so um i told him i would i just and then there was another guy that i didn't get his name and we were all talking about like computer stuff and they were talking and then the whole conversation was just like all over my head because i don't know anything but you know obviously i wasn't going to tell him in person that hey Sean, I don't know what you're talking about because I'm really dumb. And I just bought a microphone off of Amazon and a little camera off of Amazon. 
but you know he was very gracious and very uh you know he was explaining stuff which is pretty cool but yeah sean i'm sorry i just is way a uh, way out but you know it was cool i actually got to learn a lot of uh dynamo fan uh history uh you know he talked to me about how uh Generation Orange pretty much started, and also the guys from the Peel, how they started, um, how they used to do like a show kind of together, but you know, life happens and then you know, work and stuff like that. So, you know, but it's a good thing that you know, now we have both we have the Peel and Generation Orange, so you know, more power to the people, I guess, uh, that you know, follow the Houston Dynamo, they have more, more uh, media to consume when it comes to the Dynamo. Um, so it was pretty cool, pretty cool to, to see how, that they've been, like, doing this whole, like, podcasting, whole video YouTube thing for, like, shoot, like, f- eight years, he said, like, 2012, 2013, like, it's been a while, so shout outs to them, who, you know, hopefully they can grow more and more, and, and, you know, I don't know, but it'll be cool to, to be, uh, it'll be cool to be something official, uh, maybe, well, I don't know if they want to just stay underground like that but you know underground but it'll be cool if you maybe someday get recognized by like, the dynamo organiz- organization um you know work with them and stuff like that it would be cool as a you know as a low-level podcaster i say that uh, obviously they've been years in the game so but it would be cool for them to work with dynamo and like do some cool stuff i know they they have some privileges that you know they actually get to meet some certain people because of what they do and you know Hopefully, I get to do that in the future and see how I can get involved and stuff. But enough about me. Um, let's just go ahead and jump into my next portion of the day and before I get into the actual game game. Um, so then after that, um, I had to go meet up with uh, Dustin and uh, Derek, um, the basically co-editors of Dynamo Theory, uh, also another outlet that, um, that gives... Um, or showcases, I guess, the Houston Dynamo to the world, to the MLS, and you know, in general, to the soccer world. Um, but yeah, water break. Dr. Pepper, not a sponsor, but hopefully they will one day. Um, but yeah, Dustin and Derek were the ones that basically um, kind of helped me get into the situation. Um, so it was really nice to meet those guys and, and actually get to hang out with them during the game. We were, you know, Dustin mainly, he was the one that kind of showed me around, you know, Hey, like, this is where you go. This is where you go pee. This is where you sit down. This, uh, you know, this, you can grab this water bottle. You can't grab this water bottle and stuff like that. So shout out to Dustin. Uh, if you want to follow him, he's on H H O U sports on Instagram, on Instagram. I mean, sorry, Twitter. And then Derek, he's at D. Stowers, that's the last name. So D S T O W E R S 410. I don't know if they want people to follow them, but I'm oh, shoot. Go ahead. Um, so they do, like I said, a lot of Dynamo Theories. Most like 99.9% of Dynamo Theory stuff is them, and they actually do a great job. Um, it takes a lot of work um, coming from the guy that wrote two little articles. So, you know, sure, if it took me a lot of work. I can imagine all the hard work that they do, you know, literally on the daily for the Houston Dynamo without getting a cent and stuff like that. Sure, I hope they're getting paid, to be honest. I don't know if they are. I didn't ask them. You know, you don't ask money stuff. But, you know, sure, hopefully Dustin and Derek are getting paid for for a bunch of stuff that they do, to be honest. 
uh, the whole like you know minute to minute game stuff that they do um like while you're watching the game on tv and you jump on twitter on dynamo theory and they do like a minute to minute like these dudes are like watching the game going online looking at numbers looking at stats looking at this looking at that and also like talking about the talker very knowledgeable guys themselves so it was pretty cool to hang out with them and actually hang out with people that actually know how to play soccer and people that actually understand what a freaking number five is or what a number nine is or what a you know why this and that happens in the in the in the game um sometimes you meet people that you're like oh yeah i'm a great dynamo fan like you know i'm not one to talk crap but because obviously we want people to love the houston dynamo but sometimes it's weird to have conversations when people don't know anything about soccer or like they think they know but they really don't know but you know i guess we all gotta start somewhere so you know i guess let's not put anybody down um but yeah so yeah that was my day basically after that uh dustin took me he was like he was like hey you want to go to the conference room um to the is that the is it because i don't know but it's basically the press conference so basically uh the press conference we had the chance to uh, listen to uh tab ramos uh, the coach, so it was kind of weird, because um, I've never been in that position before, obviously, and just to see the way that, like, it gets run, like, shout out to Edgar, um, I don't know his last name, but he's, like, the the head of communication guy for the Dynamo, the dude was, like, super gracious, like, super nice, uh, obviously, he he didn't get to meet me personally, but you can tell that he has, like, a good relationship with, like, all the media guys. Uh, you know, I, I got to see a bunch of people that I follow on Twitter and I interact with on Twitter. I got to actually not talk to them because, like I said on Twitter yesterday, it's pretty awkward um, when you know somebody on Twitter and then, like, you get to know them in person. You don't know how to, like, start conversations. So I just would just stare at them and be like, hey, like, in my head, I know you. But obviously it was kind of awkward, so. But, yeah. If I didn't say hello, it wasn't because I'm, you know, I think I'm this and that. I just, it's just very awkward for me to go up to people and be like, hey, I know you. And that's the end of the conversation. But, you know, it is what it is. I'll get to say hi maybe next time. But it was pretty cool. A very cool experience. I got to, you know, go to the, to like the locker room area. I saw uh, DeAndre Hopkins in, in there taking pictures with some of the players. And, and then also I was able to go into the, um, into the dressing rooms, into the to the locker room, um, got to see you know the guys in their underwear. <laughs> I went from being like watching them on TV to like being in the freaking dressing room while they're like changing. So it was pretty surreal because they're pretty cool guys. Like all of them, they didn't even care that we were there. They were just doing their thing. Very like professional of them. Uh, I saw dudes like coming out the shower like with their towels and you know and they have to like get dressed and literally you know butt naked in front of people but you know I guess that's what professionals do and shoot when I was in high school and I had to change I had made a whole deal if anybody would like bother me when I was changing you know but it's pretty cool to see that you know the guys are pretty uh, like the players themselves are pretty chill when it comes to like having media like, I was telling my wife, I was like, you wouldn't believe, like, when they tell the dude, and he's like, hey, dude, like, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna talk to the people. And, like, the people just, like, like swarm into their face. 
and like the main like the main camera guy he has like a giant camera and like a big ass light and just like a fucking like an 18 wheeler like shining through the to his face and like they literally like two feet away from them um but but they're pretty cool you know you ask them questions they they sit there till like you're done you know everybody's you know with microphones in their faces and stuff like that but I guess you know the price you pay for being a professional but you know it's a really cool experience like I said I got to um record some of the stuff it's pretty cool like I was telling Dustin I was like I don't even know why I'm recording I don't even know if I'm gonna use this but it was just a cool experience. I felt like a like a freaking like a reporter for like Telemundo and shit. Uh, but it was it was a cool experience. Like I said, you know, I I never thought that I was gonna get the opportunity to do that. But you know, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to doing new things now that I know what to expect. Uh, maybe I can bring you another side of like the soccer world. I don't know. Try to do something creative, something new. Um, but since I'm like 20 minutes in. I need to shut up and actually talk about the important stuff. I don't think anybody wants to hear about my day anymore. So we're going to go ahead and jump into the game. We're going to talk about the game for a few minutes. Then I'm going to give you player ratings. And then actually I'm going to do a new segment, uh, which is going to be called The Next Opponent, uh, which I'm actually going to talk about who's coming up next. And then obviously we're just going to talk like the table. But... Obviously, first game, there's nothing much to say. Still anybody's game. So I guess we can just scratch that off because we already talked about it. You know, being the first game of the season, uh, people have three points, one point, or zero points. There's not much of a difference. So at this point in time, anybody could be a champion. Uh, Except Dallas. They suck. Um, But yeah, let's keep moving. um, Even though they won. Um, Let's see. Let's see. Let's talk about the game. So I wrote a couple things down about the game. Here's my my cheat sheet. Um, we're going to keep it simple. It wasn't like too crazy of a game. I think if you saw it, you you know what kind of went down. But, uh, you know, uh, also another, well, I guess I'll tell you later. I have a new segment that I want to do. Uh, but as we go on, I'll tell you what my segments are going to be for the, for the games and stuff. Um, but it's going to be a couple things that I'm going to do every single episode. And you can be looking forward to those. For sure. Um, but yeah, actually in the first minute of the game, let's start the game. Um, obviously, obviously everybody was excited because Chicharito and Pavon and, and all these great players were in. Not Pavon so much, but Chicharito. Um, one thing before I start, a lot of people were talking about how, oh, you know, the Dynamo are going to sell out or like... One thing that like bothers me the most that I know it shouldn't bother me a lot because it's just, you know, the internet. It's just like so much people talking so negative about the team and and just like about the club and and like a bunch of stuff, you know, like, you know, back in the day when you didn't like your the, the club, you know what you did? You got a bunch of people together and you started another club, bro. So, but, you know, if you keep, you know feeding into that negativity i guess you know it kind of it's worse for you because you just keep fighting with people that don't really care and stuff like that but you know i don't see what they gain from being so negative you know so i guess shout out to the negative people like stop being negative bro like why do you always have to find something to be negative about like i saw a dude saying oh we tied 1-1 it could have been better like we suck it's like dude 
first game of the season, we played a great game. We were playing like freaking Chicharito, Pavon, Katai, like great players out there. Like, I'm not saying they're the greatest team in the MLS, but like, it's the first game. Like, a bunch of stuff happened. We didn't have three starters. Um, you know, you could say that two of our best players were not on the field uh, in Quintero and Elise. Like, and we still went out there, basically dominated most of the game, gave a good, you know, had the ball possession and a bunch of stuff, and you still have the audacity to go out there and say we sucked. It's like, I don't know. I don't, I really don't know what to say. Like, you obviously don't know much about soccer, but like I said, if we continue to feed these negative people, um, they're just going to keep on trolling and stuff like that. Obviously, some people are never going to be happy. So you can win 5-0 and they're always going to be like, whoa, it could have been 6, you know. So it is what it is. We had a good game. But yeah, the first, first, first few minutes um, actually were dominated by like LA Galaxy. They came out swinging. From minute 1, they hit the post. Katai... Um, like he was he was on fire and he was just and I kinda fell for Adam Adam Lundy. Um he was he, like he seemed like he was getting beat a lot by Katai. You know, it, it might have been my uh my perception. But it was only for a few minutes. Uh because after that he I guess he got into the rhythm of like Katai and them attacking that he kinda he started beating them to the punch, starting going after them. Um I don't I really don't know how big Katai is but to me, it seemed like Katai was a lot bigger than uh, than uh, Adam. So I don't know if it was like a size difference and stuff like that. But I'm about to look it up right now because I could have sworn Katai seemed huge compared to... Um, let me see if I can find him. Let me see if I can find... Oh, actually. So I have this... At the game, they give you like... If you're you know part of the media member, like they give you this fat freaking... Like, what are you? What do you call these? Like a bunch of notes and stuff. Um, and literally, basically, the only thing that's missing here is how many times they go to the restroom a day. But they give you everything that you can think of. So I'm just gonna look up Katai real quick. Um. So Alexander Katai, midfielder. He's six six foot, one fifty five. So he's actually pretty tiny. So I'm tripping. I don't know why it seemed like he was huge. And then let's see where's Adam. Adam, he's 5'9, 143. So I guess compared to Adam, he is a few inches taller. Um, but it's not that much of a difference, I guess. But he looked like he he was bigger. Uh but like I said, Adam, after a while he kinda got a hang of him. And he was able to like kinda keep him in check a little bit. Um so then minute three, we got a good shot by Bonia Garcia. We were kind of moving into like a more even game. Um, and then, so like, and then Pavon, freaking Pavon over here. Um, I'm trying to figure out which, what, what, um, let's see, Pavon, yeah. Pavon Discord in minute 12, I believe. Let's see. I want to get this right. I should have done my research before I started podcasting. Huh? But basically, I wrote down minute 12. You give uh, you give him too much room, and he'll put it in the back of the net. So, yeah, basically, he scored minute 12. Um, and that's what I was telling um, Dustin and, and Derek. Um, that 
So if you watch the, the let me set up the goal so you can kind of have an idea of what I'm talking about. So basically we were attacking. Obviously a bunch of a bunch of our guys went up. Valentin went up, and basically the only two people that stayed back were Figueroa and um, and Kiki, to to my memory. And um, so then he goes up. So then the goalie actually gets it, and then he like counter counters it. You know, put the ball straight to uh, to Pavone. He gets like three. Like almost a little past passed over like half field, and then he basically just goes directly. He kind of, you know, the typical winger move. Like you know, you go down the wing, start cutting in, you know, kind of do like one two steps through that box line, and then when you're getting to the little uh, little uh, half a circle, you freaking put it, you know, at top ninety across from the goalie, I guess. If that makes any sense, but basically it was a golazo. Um, but that's what I wrote down. You know, I wrote down you give Pavon too much room. A fast player like him, you know, get he's really good with his ball and his feet. And if you give him five feet, like of distance, he's gonna juke you out real quick. You know, like I was telling Dustin, you know, I I used to see him in Boca when he would play, you know, for Boca of course, and also in Argentina. The dude quick. If you give him the ball and you give him space, he's gone. He's like he's Elise, you know, and uh, and he and he has that definition, or as we would say in Spanish, esa definición. Like at the last, you know, he can take a shot from outside the box. Uh, not like our guys, but you know, not talking shit. But even Ty Ramos said it. We should have we should have shot more from outside the box. But um, took a beautiful shot. There's nothing Marco could have done. Uh, it was just perfectly placed in in the perfect spot, so it is what it is. So minute twenty, it was a shot shot by T Mac. Um, so I wrote down Dynamo seems to be more on the attack as compared to the first few minutes where LA attacked until they scored. So yeah, basically LA attacked, attacked, attacked. They scored and they kind of chilled. So then obviously we went in, and we were just boom, 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 boom. Uh, but one of the so minute 20, Katai was having a good game. Then minute 23, Manotas has like the first uh, like real moment where he could have attacked. And, you know, he was like letting people know, hey, I'm here. You know, I'm here. Uh, minute 35, shot by Boniek from the side. Oh, that was that should have been a pass back, by the way, Boniek. So if you're listening, please listen to me. You should have passed back. Just kidding. It was something close, but obviously not nothing too crazy. We were just there and there. Um, and then the second half came up, and and funny enough, me and uh, Dustin obviously because he was right next to me, we were talking about how uh, how Chicharito uh, is really good playing off the ball. So like whenever he doesn't have the ball, he's always like making like the proper runs, or he's coming back to check in with the midfielders. You know, like how forwards check in, like they come back, touch the ball, basically get the ball. Hold it half a second, pass it back, and then turn around, make that run. You know, look for for a spot where to run. And uh, and that's what Manota Manotas kind of lacks, in, in my opinion. I could be completely wrong, but in my opinion, he lacks that uh, off the ball run. But then, of course, he shuts me up by what? What does he do? He makes an off the ball run. Um, but obviously. That was the perfect run at the perfect time and the perfect ball by Sarek Ballantin, who's having a heck of a game. He literally destroyed that right side, which 
believe it or not, he was kind of called in into the game for the last minute because on Friday night, um, I saw a post by um, by Jose Vizama, uh the Chilean, you know, saying that he got injured and you know he was like, and it looked it looked to me like he's on a cast and he's like on on what do you call these things that you used to walk when you break your leg. I don't know. I know in Spanish they're muletas. So if you know Spanish, muletas. He was on muletas. And uh, he was using those obviously to walk. It looked like he broke his leg. So admittedly, it might, obviously he didn't say what happened. But my immediate thought was that he this dude broke his leg. Um, it seems like he's not as serious. But it's still serious, obviously. Um, but it's not as serious as a broken leg. I really don't know. I should probably figure that out before I keep talking about his injuries. Um, but, you know, the good thing is that we have Valentin, that he was ready, and I actually saw a post by Glenn Davis earlier that um, it seems like Sarek uh, was uh, was sick before the game. I didn't get that vibe from him, talking to him in the, in the dressing room afterwards. Maybe he sounded a little bit stuffy, but I don't, now that I think back, you know, maybe a little stuffy, but I don't think he was, like, sick, sick. It could be that just his personality of being just like a, like a happy dude or like a, you know, up person um, doesn't let that show, but according to uh, to the game that he had, he had a heck of a game and he was not sick at all. And also one thing that interests me that I don't know if I'm gonna be able to show it or if you guys are gonna be able to see it, but basically um, Dynamo Theory they posted an article about a couple thing, three things that stood out about the game, and one of them was uh, obviously the heck of a game that Sarek Valentin had. Um, so if you good read, go check that out. Um, but basically, is a is a heat map. See, I'm, I'm gonna try to show. You. Hopefully, you can see it. So basically, it's a heat map of uh, Sarek Sarek Valentin's. Um, you know, as my wife likes to call it, his uh, his bra um, gadget. <laughs> um, so basically, he had a, a 71 71 touches during the whole game. He had a 91.2 passing accuracy. And he was killing that attacking right side, as you can see in the picture. Um, this dude was mostly on the attacking side than the defensive side, so that that kind of shows you what kind of a game the Houston Dynamo had on that side of the of the field. And, and let me remind you, that was the side of Pavon uh, mostly. So obviously, even though he scored, he was pretty much shut down the entire game. There was not much of a, of like to show. And obviously Chicharito, like, people that went to go see him probably were super disappointed. That dude was lost. There was another uh, meme that uh, Dynamo Theory posted that it was about um, Kiki Struna's emptying, cleaning out his pocket. And it's basically see, a wallet, car keys, his phone, and then there's a picture of Chicharito. I don't know if you can tell. but it's, So it's very hilarious. Um, but yeah, it was pretty funny. Cachillarito was nowhere to be seen. He probably had one play of towards the end I, that I can recall that he kind of passed it back and they almost scored. Uh, and I was like, Chicharito would come in the freaking eighty some minute and give a pass for a goal. And now he's gonna be the men of the match. And I was like, oh, this is the last thing we needed, you know, uh, being getting hyped up for one pass, you know, but um. But yeah, it is what it is. Uh, have a second. 
Oh, and then we had a, a really close. Uh, I was trying to read my notes. I didn't understand what I was writing. Um, so basically, Manotas had a great goal. Um, if you saw that goal, it was a great run, perfectly through pass by uh, by Sack Valentin. And then minute seventy, uh, T-Mac was a little bit like two, like a second off from like closing in from the back back door, basically to put a ball in. And then on minute seventy three, uh, highlight for Marco. Marriage, uh, he had a great save, um, and that could you know that kept the game uh, leveled at one. So basically, those are my sh- my game notes. We basically had a great game. I think we had sixty forty was the possession, or if not a little bit more. Um, but it seemed like a little bit more. But yeah, there was a few moments where where LA had like the possession and attacked, which was like in the, literally in the beginning of the game. And then maybe like they had a few spurs here and there. Towards the end, they had a little few moments, like a little few um, attacking moments, where it was kind of scary. And you know, as Dynamo fans know, we we relive traumas of the last 15 minutes of games. Um, but hopefully, well, not hopefully, but thankfully enough, we were able to shut it down. Great game by Kiki. Great game by uh, Minor Figueroa. And that leads me to my next. Uh, uh, segment I should have if somebody can help me I, I'm pretty stupid but if somebody can help me uh, be like do like a show thingy I don't know whatever um you know next segment player ratings um, a lot of people obviously don't like my player ratings and they think I'm too nice it's all good you know you can give out your ratings I'm gonna tweet them out tomorrow and you can tell me what you think um or Monday because I don't know when this is gonna go out but yeah uh let me give you my uh my ratings. So Marco Marriage. I'll put him on a nine. Why? Because he had a two two three really good saves that literally saved our saved the game. So I give him a nine, you know. It maybe an eight nine. Eight and a half. We'll, we'll, we'll write this down. Eight point five. No, I'm gonna keep it a nine. Because he only got scored once. And it was a fantastic goal. But after that, he had a great game. So I'm going to keep it a 9. Uh, Adam Lundy, um, 7. I give him a 7. He had a tough game. Like I said, he was kind of getting beat by Katai, in my, my opinion. And um, some some balls he would lose. Some balls, like, I don't know. It just seemed a little bit, uh, I don't know if he was nervous, or which I doubt. But he had he had a tough game. I don't, I don't know how he feels, but I, I give him a 7. Um. Sarek Valentin, um, give him a nine. He was probably your best player on the field and off the field. Very cool guy to talk to off the field as well. Uh, he had a great game. He had the assist. So I give him a nine. An almost perfect game, my friend. Maybe could have been a ten. But we'll give him a nine just because there was things in there that obviously. But let's give you, I'll give you what, you know what? Bro, I'm gonna give you a nine and a half, nine point five. I'm gonna write this down, nine point five. Um, Struna, I give him, I gave Struna and Figueroa. I'm gonna combine those two. Uh, I, an eight, uh, and the reason I put an eight is because they both were, they contained the, the majority of the game. They contained both players very, very well. Um, obviously, the goal. I'm not saying that it was their fault, but um, it was. I guess it was a moment that they both lacked uh that little bit that could have given him a nine um that let Pavone kind of come in and just you know 
find his way in and just score that badass goal. So I give him an 8 because after that, they basically shut down Pavon and shut down Chicharito, which were the stars of the game. Stars. Um, Tomas Martinez. Um, I give him a 6. Um, he had... I think Martinez had... This is probably not... People probably won't like this, but he probably had... This game was the best, or not the best. He it was his, his. This game alone was his best game that he had the whole entire last season. Maybe he had a really good game last season, but overall season, this game showed a lot of improvement than last last season combined. Um, in my opinion, obviously, all these are in my opinion. Uh, so I give him a six because he still kind of lost. You have to remember he's a DP. He's a designated player, and he's still he's still lost. So, um, yeah, I just uh, I don't know. Um, next, Thomas Thomas Tmac Thomas McNamara. I give him a five. I feel like he was very very lost. Like if uh, Martinez was lost, then McNamara was nowhere to be found. Um, McNamara had a couple touches, but I don't know. I just, I don't know. He seems like a really nice dude, and and I just feel like he's he's needing something in the team or in the game or the position that he's playing that it just doesn't give him like like the solidness to to have a really really good game. So I give him a five. Uh, Matias Vera, give him an eight. Um, very very solid. I think obviously he's our MVP uh, for the season last year, and he's very well to having another season of greatness. So Matias Vera, I give him an eight. Pretty solid. Pretty pretty good game with Astruna and and Figueroa. Uh, and then and then uh, Bonia Garcia, I give him an eight as well. He was pretty solid. Pretty pretty good. You know, sucks that he was able. He he went out on an injury. Uh, on the press conference, we uh, a gentleman or a media member, a real media member, um, asked uh, Ted Ramos if he had any uh, updates on um, his injury. Um, Ted Ramos, uh, if I'm not mistaken, said it was nothing too 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 serious. But you know, at the end of the day, he still has to get checked out and stuff like that. So hopefully he's able to come back. Uh, Mauro Manotas, obviously, I give him a nine. Because he had a he had a really good goal, a really good run, but I also wrote down he needs to work on his off the ball movement a little better. Even though, like I said, I'm eating my own word to while I say this, he had a really great run. He only had one run. Obviously, it was obviously enough to to score. Um, but um, but obviously, I think he could do a little bit better here and there. He can. You know, he can probably come back and check in with his meal folders a little bit better and stuff like that. Um, and then uh, who came in as a replacement? Not a replacement, but, and uh, you know, substitution. It was Nico Hansen came in. He had an okay game. Um, I didn't I didn't rate these guys, but I can rate them on real time right now. Um, Nico Hansen had an okay game, like I said. I'll give him a 7 because he's still kind of lost. And then Christian Ramirez, he seems so like anxious to play. I love that dude. Um, I was watching him like on the sidelines warm up and stuff like that, 
And he just seemed like he wanted to play. He wanted to play. He wanted to play. And I really love that attitude of like wanting to come in and just fight for every ball, you know. Uh, but I think um, so. I I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him um, a seven. And the reason I give him that is because the, of the formation that he went in to play. You know, towards the end of the game, it just seemed a lot of clutter. Um, like you had, so I think so. Thomas Martinez came out. Bonia Garcia came out, and uh, who else came out? I think it was Memo. They took out. Uh, let me see if I can find those statistics. Um, oh, it's funny. The MLS gave uh, Struna man of the match. Interesting. Just because he. He held back Chicharito. Come on, bro. You're giving somebody men of the match because of another dude? See, that's those are the things that piss me off. Like, yes, we all know he had a great game. Obviously, I give him an 8. Pretty solid number. But if you're going to give him men of the match because he contained who you wanted to be men of the match... That's just stupato stupidos. Like, dude. Bro, like, Valentin. My guy. Pay attention. But I don't know who's writing this stuff, but it is what it is. Um, but, 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 um, I don't know if it's going to show me all these stats and stuff. Um, but, 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 yep, stats. Sorry guys, I'm doing this um, in real time. Oh here, we can check out possession. So possession was uh, 59 Dynamo, 40, uh, 40% uh, these people from LA. These people. Uh, come on, you gonna give me every stat but the freaking uh, changes? Come on, my guy. Okay, yeah. So we had um, Christian Ramirez for Tomas Martinez. Nico for Garcia when he got injured. And then, yeah, Darwin set in, came in to basically close down the game at the end at minute 83 for Memo Rodriguez. But um, we had Tommy Mack, Christian Ramirez, Nico Hansen, uh, Vera, and uh, what's his face? I just said it. So it set in. And who else? And Tommy Mack. I don't know if I said him. But basically we had five guys in the middle field just running around like crazy chickens with their heads cut off. Because they could not find a position in those last ten minutes of the game. Um, that's the reason I'm giving them a seven and a seven. So there you go. Take me forever. But here it is. And then uh, Darwin set in also another seven because same thing. He didn't obviously get to play much. He played like ten minutes. But, you know, he did his job, and then it counts as it is. So, number seven. Um, ba -da -ba -da -ba -da that's about it. So, um, that's my player ratings. I game my game. Uh. So, let me give you another, the next segment, which is men of the match. Who is men of the match for me? Sadik Valentin. Uh, great game. Great guy. In and outside the field. So, there's not much to say about him. I'm thinking about tallying all of the men of the matches that I find. Or like that we have. And at the end of the season, giving them something. I don't know. 
we'll see if I have the money for it <laughs> to buy them a gift but it will be a gift from the common ticket community to the to the men to the men of the match of the year I guess and then another thing that I wanted to talk about which is or just give them two seconds of my time was I'm gonna talk about the best player of the opposing team for the game or a player that I liked personally because maybe you won't like the same per person that I liked but a person that really caught my eye caught my attention was Katai um, maybe because I had him really close to me in the beginning of the game but Katai seemed like a beast um, he actually came out um, he came out pretty in the like 58 so you he, he played a good hour and he had a pretty solid hour um, Obviously, he had a minutes play 58. He had uh, three shots. That's about it. But <laughs> but he had a pretty good he had a pretty good game. Uh, a guy is 29 years old, six feet, 155 from Serbia. Interesting. Alexander Alexander Katai. So Alexander Katai, he is my man of the match for the opposing team or the guy that I liked. So I'm actually gonna try to keep a record and see. Who my men of the matches are for di the different teams and um yeah so that's my nether and then let me talk to you about before we close down i actually stayed up uh dozing in and out and i watched uh the vancouver uh, sporting kansas city game because obviously we gotta we gotta we gotta pull a bielsa <laughs> Dustin was telling me about the you know the Leeds scandal that happened back in the I saw I knew about it too but there's a documentary on uh, Amazon I believe um, that is all about Leeds uh, Leeds United I think it is and the whole scandal that they had with you know spying or cheating or whatever and with Bielsa so you know we're doing the same we're spying on on our competition um, so Sporting Kansas City and basically they had a, a pretty good game legit they went up to Vancouver beat them three one. Uh, and the three players that stood, two players stood out. The other one scored. Uh, it was like Pavon. He just scored a goal and he was kind of lost, which was Pulido, which is the man that they brought from freaking Chivas to like be the great savior. He scored, so I get he. I guess he did his job. But the other two that stood out a lot to me was uh were. It's funny. His name is literally kinda, is K I N D A, K I N D A. Yeah, kinda. But I think it's pronounced Kinda or Kanda. Whatever. Dude plays on the right. Like kinda like an Ellis position. Elise position. And then another one that also played really, really good was Gerso. Gerso or Gerso. And he came in in the second half. But those dudes were killing it. So uh, for next game, if I was Tab Ramos or if Tab Ramos, if you're listening, keep an eye out on the on the attacking, you know, outside attacking guys. Gerso and uh, my boy kinda <laughs> um, kinda um, obviously Pulido you're gonna have to control him but I think if we did a, a good job in stopping Chicharito I think we can do a pretty good job in stopping Pulido um, obviously he was a little bit more dangerous because he did score um, but I think we're gonna have to worry about kinda or kinda and Gerso a little bit more next game and that's all my review for the next opponent and then like I said the table we don't really have to talk about uh, so I think we are at a point. Also, uh, one last thing that I mentioned before we close down. Um, I got these from my uh, from my ammo here, saying my friends. I just met them that day, but it was some dude that I didn't even get his name. But some dude that obviously came down from Austin to like hang out with the surge and stuff. 
So it's pretty cool seeing uh, the Texas Texas team because we're, we're not going to count Dallas in this one. But it's cool to see the other Texas team, uh, Austin FC, that's coming in next year into the league and how they come down and support. And, you know, hopefully in the future, the relationship, you know, is not as, as, as terrible as it is with Dallas. But I think, as we all know, Dallas is like the stepchild of Texas. Um, but it is what it is. Um, so shout out to them. They gave me cool, cool stickers. I really have to like work. I have a bunch of stickers I need to put up, but I'm actually waiting for to get hopefully one day like a studio and have a really nice table where I can put all these stickers. Because the desk that I have right now is really nice. Shout out to Roderick. It came out late, but he gave me this desk, and I feel bad putting a bunch of stickers on on top. And also, I don't think my wife would let me do it, to be honest, because the desk is like in a living room. It looks really nice. She has her little flowers and her little cute stuff. So, you know, she took over. But, you know, every once in a while I use it for my podcasting needs. Um, but other than that, I'm going to shut down. This is a really long episode. I'm actually hungry and thirsty. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and shut down. Once again, if you want to find me, Christian Putalias on the Twitter. No, on Instagram. And then the Twitter is Chris Putalias. So hit me up there. Uh Tell me about your, your player ratings. I'm going to post that on, on Twitter tomorrow. Tell me what you liked, what you didn't like. Who was your man of the match? If it wasn't Sarek Valentin, please don't talk to me. Just kidding. You can t- let me know. Um, what do you think about our next opponent? What do you think about Katai? And what do you think about Chicharito? He didn't do anything, so there's nothing to think about. Um, so, yeah. Talk to me. Tell me what, what you liked and what you didn't like. Um... Do you want me to talk about the next opponent? Do you think, you know, it gives you a heads up of what's coming up next? Next opponent. Sporting Kansas City, 7.30. Check it out. Uh, I think it's on ESPN. If not, the Cube. Of course, shout out to the Cube. If you want to sponsor me, I'm down. Houston all the way. Um, But yeah, let's go ahead and shut it down here. Hopefully this video works. And if you are and you stuck this whole hour, I salute you, my friend. H-Town, hold it down, baby. Let's get it.